What's good, Footy Culture fam? My name is Matthews, Ikimat, Ikimatozinho, and boys, Madrid Derby drama, Messi most non-penalty goals mm -hmm. ever, and is KDB better than Steven Gerrard? But before we get into that, once again, I'm joined today by Dave. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? What's up? We got a man like Dan. We got uh, we're sick boys over here. No, sick recovery, boys. recovery boys. Recovery boys? Nah, I'm still voice, sick. Our voice lost, voice lost boys. I'm still sick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we got a man like Jay. Baila Vinny, Baila Zinho. Jeez. We got to see some of that Baila, bro. Come on. <laughs> Last but not least. Dance for us. You know what I like Jimmy. Baila. What is that? <laughs> low, low, low move, man. Oh low Baila. Low Baila, that's man. A, that's a Dortmund uh, win dance for you this weekend. It's a victory dance, man. Victory dance. That's what it is. <laughs> Big uh, Derby win, right? Derby win, man. Goal from Mukoko. Tell us about it. How was that? How was that game? Decent. Decent little game, uh, you know, couple injuries, you know, before the game, couple injuries during the game, Royce. to Royce out, but uh, not looking as bad as uh, initially predicted, which is obviously good. It looked bad because you got it. Looked bad, looked real bad, but uh, injury, I saw the image. It was like his ankle was all mushed up. all mushed up, but apparently three to four weeks is what they're saying. So obviously he's gonna miss some miss some key fixtures, but uh, should be back for the World Cup, which I think is like most important for. For him, because obviously he's been just like he's missed it every time, right? Missed every Euro, Euro World Cup. Like he's no, there was yeah. One, there was one. He there was one that he was there because I remember there was the play with Tony Cruz. I think that might have been twenty. That was World Cup twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. He was there, but every other one he he was he was out, right? But uh, so yeah, is is he the unluckiest footballer in history? Low key, probably. Either him, him for injuries, Michael Balak for like just losing Cursing. like big games Curses. and being cursed, but. <laughs> I think yeah, he has to be one of the most like unlucky footballers I'm sure of all time. I'm sure there's many more, but there's always that argument as like as what if what would it be or what could Royce have been without those injuries? Yeah, couple Bundesliga's I'd imagine. What uh, what, what, could, what could have been? I seen that the biggest spark like is he the unluckiest? Someone quoted it. They're like, Erickson literally died. Yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. <laughs> but the it's guy like died on the pitch. But, came but in a way, isn't that lucky? Because yeah. he ended up surviving. So that's not say, unlucky. Not, I would say compared to career-wise, because obviously that's an just unfortunate situation for yeah. Erickson. Career-wise, I don't know. I'm sure there's some out there we're not naming, but what about, what about what about R nine? No, but R nine R nine still had his. Yeah, he could have been better. Been, but been a lot what he better. achieved was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, right he got two sure. two World Cups. But when like, you think about R nine, it's always it's it's always the, you know that what, what if what if yeah what could have been yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely the fair share of players that you could say that about, but yeah, I'd definitely say he's up there. But yeah, like the thing with Erickson, like he was unlucky to have that setback happen, but he was, was lucky, lucky that for what happened. Everything you know, right? he, he was recovered able to from go it. Through. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that would make him the luckiest footballer of all time. He survived death. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Let's well, talk about. I don't know. I'm trying to think top of my mind. Someone who's like just been sitting on the for the ride his whole life, getting all these trophies. I'm not saying Coleman is the luckiest, but he's had a really good career where he's been in really good teams and been winning every single year. That's true. Coleman. Coleman's yeah. also Bayern's best player this season. Yeah. Well, he didn't play against Barca. Kingsley? He's hurt. Yeah. Is he hurt? He's hurt. Yeah, I think he's fit. Yeah. But like he's had a great career, obviously because of the trophies, but again, yeah. he's been in great teams at the time. Like, yeah, he's always been playing for pretty much like the best team in whatever in the best league, league he was yeah. he was in, played for France too. Was he on that World Cup team? No, no it I wasn't. Know. Shame. So maybe he's not so lucky. You no, know, but still, man. You know who the most unlucky, uh, unluckiest footballer is? Remember Nuri from Ajax? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. The guy's brain dead now. No. Mm. He was a promising talent. Was up there yeah, like in the academy. Be the next thing. He was with what Van de Beek. I think mm -hmm. a few other guys in the Ajax academy coming what up through the team. Again? But what was it just an illness? I guess. Uh, I think he had like a, a got some kind of heart attack. No, on he, the pitch, he collapsed on the yeah, pitch. Collapsed on the pitch. Right? He collapsed on the pitch in preseason. The ambulance wasn't quick enough. So, like, if they were a little bit quicker, he would have been, like, more revived and stuff. But true, true. he ended Maybe. up being in a coma for two years. Um, he woke up recently. But, yeah, uh, as of recent, like, news, still can't talk, walk, or, I guess, eat properly. It's crazy, man. You gotta count your blessings. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Facts, would, man. like, someone like Petr Cech be, like, also, like, on that same, like, kind of thing of, like, luckiest and most unluckiest in terms of that head injury and, like, how he came back afterwards, being, like, one of the best keepers ever? Um, yeah. 
Could be. That was good for yeah. the marketing too. Yeah. Because he was one of the most recognized keepers because of that helmet. Yeah. Legit. yeah. Like he was one of the only keepers I knew as a youth. Yeah. yeah. We branded. Yeah. Branded with the helmet. Like yeah. he definitely didn't need it after a couple of years. You think so? You <laughs> think he was playing it off? <laughs> For the you think he was gassing it, bro? A little bit. Yeah? A little bit. I don't know, bro. <laughs> like, th- like when, when players wear, like, the eye mask for their <laughs> nose or whatever, like, they need it for maybe, like, a couple of weeks, a month. Well, they like, need that head thing. But like, you don't think, like, his head's, like, sensitive, like, after the fact? Probably. Yeah. But what, but what kind of, did he do any surgery or anything? Was it more just, like, an impactful, like, injury? No, I think it was just, like, the skull was, what, like, Look at um, or something. Yeah. What do, uh, Wolf Striker? Jimenez. Jimenez. Like, He's he wearing the same cast. helmet. He actually had brain surgery, I swear. Yeah, I think he did, right? And like now it's just kind of like a little small little thing he wears. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's still soft. Yeah, I'm sure it takes time for it to heal, if ever. I I don't know. Maybe maybe he did not need it anymore. (laughs) Like he's known for that, but do you even remember? Like, do you know how he got injured? Do you know the play? Uh, Like, I I don't know it off the dome. I think he got knee to the head, maybe. I think so. Something like that. that. Like, it's not known off the dome, but he's known for that. Like, it was also, like, a while back, too, right? It was, like, kind of early, early early-ish in his career, too, right? So, So. I don't know. Speaking of uh, Bundesliga still, Bayern Munich dropping points again, bro. One no loss to Augsburg. Is this, like, one of them ones, like, where they're, like, okay, well, you know, drop a few points start of the season, then just pick it back up and just win the league like nothing? We said it over last weekend, too. We've been saying it for the last three weeks, man. It just, he's been, uh, Nagelsmann has been out of form. They got got lucky at Barca. I feel like this always happens with Bayern. They They, they they trick y'all, bro. They trick y'all. They played really well against Barca. This was the, this is like the, the worst, like, this is the first time they haven't, like, won in four match days since, like, the early 2000s. Yeah? Yeah. Do Do you think that Barca win kept him a little bit alive? Like, if he lost that game and lost this game? He would have been gone already. I don't know if he'd be gone already. I think I saw some uh, some posts on Twitter. I know I'm gonna sound like spatty here, but he's like eighty percent safe. Eighty percent. That that's what the that's sources what some are report, saying. That's bro? what the so- sauces are saying. about eighty percent safe. <laughs> but I think no, it's gonna be some telling games. Like you know, after international break, I think they're gonna give him this time to kind of you know get the squad back together, kind of figure his shit out in terms of you know how he wants to do. And it's like you know if he is able to come back after international break and get the team back on track, he stays. If you know they come back and you know. They're drop. They're dropping points against Leverkusen. They're dropping points against Inter, or they're you know they're dropping points against Dortmund. Then maybe he's, <coughs> maybe he's uh, pushed out. Right? They didn't know what they had with Robert, Jonathan, Lewandowski. Yeah, they didn't know. I think that's what because it is look look at Bayern. They've always had a world class striker. Nine. nine. Gomez, Luka Toni, Mandzukic. Like all, yeah, nine. always a world class nine, and now they don't. They're, they're playing hipster ball now. They're bro. playing. Who's playing nine? Sadio Mane. As a makeshift, I nine? couldn't even tell you, but yeah, I think yeah, even, pretty much. Even even uh, Bagelsman was saying how like he, Bagelsman. he's been like, huh? Bagel- said Bagelsman. 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 He was saying like how like um they were like struggling with like a recognizable nine, and they had to bring on Chupo. That's crazy to come on, man. Right? But it, like to me, I think there's no excuse. There shouldn't be an excuse. It's not like you have. It's not like your Dortmund where you have eight key players out. Yeah, you have your full squad. For the most part, for you're the missing most a couple part, players, missing, but, but you're, 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 you have players are yeah. interchangeable who can start off, who can start for you no matter what. Musiala yeah. can start for you. He does, he's a sub. Goretzka is a sub sometimes too. But those yeah. are starters. Yeah. Like I don't think there's an excuse for him to be. They have a really this. deep squad, and I think it's just that I think he might have lost the dressing room a little bit because it's like how, how do you go out and have like a good performance against Barca, win two nil, mm-hmm. but it's like you know three or four weeks are written in a row in the Bundesliga, you just you can't get up for the game. You know, it's like. Obviously, maybe Champions League, you know, the players are more hyped. They want to go out. They want to perform. Maybe they're trying harder. Maybe they just don't have, like, the right mentality. Like, they're not dialed in for the Bundesliga because maybe they're just thinking, oh, it's, you know, it's, you know we can we can win these. It's Augsburg. You know, it's Gladbach, whoever they're, they're dropping points against, right? But they're brats. They might be a little bratty, but apparently Bagelsman's pretty pretty bratty too, and, and a lot of the players aren't happy about how uh, he doesn't, like, admit his faults. Like, he doesn't admit, like, his mistakes. Like, you know, maybe I should have tried this. Maybe... I should have done that. It's just more like to the players, like, oh, how come you guys aren't performing? Like, I, 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 I told you guys what to do. Like, why aren't you guys scoring? Sounds like yeah, a former Barca thing. coach to me, bro. So it sounds like a little bratty. Um, so we'll see. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like, once you lose the locker room, it's it's tough to kind of get it back. And especially with a team like Bayern, where the expectations are so high. You know, we've seen in the, seen in the past that they can be pretty ruthless as well when it comes to their coaches. Like, thinking back to Nico Kovac and Ancelotti mm-hmm. as well, they got cut. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they weren't up to scratch. So <laughs> we'll see. I think, you know, I think he'll get it 
three games after the international break. If things three can, games, damn. I think we'll get three. I think because I think they have some tough games. You have Leverkusen, you have Inter, you have Dortmund. Like those are some pretty tough games. Like coming back from the from the international break, you can't so. just drop your manager and expect uh, someone you someone kind of to get come in, right? Either. So it's like you know, I think you know, you give him the time to kind of you know figure out what he wants to do. Give him time to implement that when he comes back. If if things are still going south, then I can see him getting sacked. But I think they'll turn it around, man. Their squad's too good not to turn it around. They have too much talent in that team to like not turn it around. You know, you're My saying you're saying Julian Nagelsmann is Nagelsmann. roughly roughly eighty percent safe. That's what, that's what the sources are saying. But man. with that said, mm. is he your next manager to get sacked? Me personally, I got Massimiliano Allegri. You got Allegri. I think he's out of that Juve helm. You got Nagelsmann. I got Allegri. Mm. Who do you got? Who do I got, you ask? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably say man like BR, bro. Brendan Rodgers. No. Lester or no. what? So Are they many. still dead last, bro? Yeah. Ooh. How many points do they have? One. One single point in the Premier League, These guys League, are conceding <laughs> like three goals a game. Right? Yeah. These guys are conceding bare goals. Brendan Rodgers, dead last place. Like, Leicester's not a bad team, bro. Like, mm. I think with Leicester, like, they're expected, like, a mid-table, right? And they got like, they're quality. a mid-table kind of yeah, team. They they're, are they're not a bad team, right? Like, I know they lost, like, some players, but still, with that said, Brendan Rodgers should not be dead last in the Premier League, right? Rodgers out? Rodgers out, bro. He's the next. Hondo P, bro. Nah, I got, I got Allegri out. Because nah, Juve are playing disgusting yeah, football. But they've been playing disgusting Yeah, but football. and that's a problem. That's yeah. the culture he's creating. Yeah. And like, it starts at the top with Agnelli. Yeah, but the higher-ups, they... I don't know. Like this, they probably have like this kind of like brotherhood kind of going on. Like you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, like they Monza. do. It's mafia. Yeah, exactly. It's that was their first win yes. ever in history. In the Serie A, right? Yeah. Against really? the Juventus football. Can you imagine club. like that will forever go down in history as we won our first game in, against the best team in Italy. And it well, they're not the best team, in, but considering yeah. they are considered, the I guess the they're one of the bigger teams. But like the thing is, like it wasn't even just the fact they lost; it was like how they lost. Yeah, they got. Literally dominated by Monza. Yeah, they did. And well. the player they sent on on loan to make room for Paredes and all these other experienced players. The best mid on the, on the pitch. Played them off the pitch. Yeah. Double the passes, you know, better passing accuracy, everything. So it's just like... Like, I grew up watching the Alessandro Del Piero. Mm, yeah. The Pavel Nedved. At the big age of what? The <laughs> David Trezeguet. Yeah. In the, and In the, the womb, eh? You know who I'm seeing now? Holy. I'm seeing... You know, I'm not even going to add a D. Weston McKinney? Mm. Big Mac? Big Mac. What? Paredes is the most creative player in the team. What? Like, Gatti? Gatti, Gatti rolling, bro? Like, he's what? Not, he's not Juventus quality. Like, th- this is the Bianco Neri. And it's disgusting what I'm seeing. I'd be embarrassed for Juventus fans. Good thing I'm not one. Same that's all I got to say. Boy. Ooh. Oh, boy. What you guys got? Damn, that's crazy. I can't, I, what do you expect me to say after that, man? guy said it all. He sold it to me. <laughs> he sold it to me. And that's why I'm going to say Juve as well. Nah, Juve it's not going to be Juve, bro. Bro, man. There's no Allegri chance. cannot be doing It makes this. too much sense for it to like not happen. You know what I mean? Like There's like like things in life where like, okay, this makes way too much sense. This is why it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? The only the only falter I have against my Allegri pick is that if they sack him, they have to pay him 36 million. Yeah, that's oh, okay. That but, is, that's a but, big fact. But, oh, but, 36 but, million? But... They invested thirty million into Moisey Keane. Mm. Why don't they invest thirty six million into sacking their manager for a good one? Because that's is, an investment. Yeah, and if they don't sack him, they're not going to make Champions League. And if you don't make Champions League, what are the financial financial implications of that? You're losing a lot more than probably thirty six million, and you're probably going to have players that aren't going to want to be playing on that team next year because they're going to want Champions League football. Okay, my question is: Now you sack him. He mm. spent thirty six million. Mm. You have no manager. Mm-hmm. Who are you hiring? Find someone. Tommy Turtles, bro. Got you, think the, you think Ninja Turtles is going to help you out? Yeah, you got Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Tommy Tuchel, bro. Man, they can pick pretty much any any manager in Syria. But who's going to do good for you? Who's going to bring you pick? to the Champions League? My pick? Tell me. Juric. Give us some background on him for the people that don't know. <laughs> used to be the guy for Verona. Now he's at Torino. Doing bits at Torino as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Attacking minded, you know, good quality football, gets his team working hard, <laughs> defensively strong, physically in shape, which I think is one of the biggest problems with this Juve team. I saw, well, I mean, if look at Arthur transferred to Liverpool and he's literally training like four times more a week than every other player because he's not in shape. 
Delict had to go on like a four week regiment when he got to Bayern because he wasn't at the standard that they want their players to be at. That's crazy. So it's like these players are come are at Juventus and it's like what? What are they doing for training? Sounds like the old Barca. Bolognese. Buddy, <laughs> come on! It's disgusting what I'm saying. Like you're not in Como, you're not in the Amalfi Coast, you're in bloody Torino. Yeah, get the training. Chilling with Fabregas and Cutrone. Get the bloody Como training. <laughs> Mink, yeah. I'm go you're not that. in Sardinia, you know. You're in bloody Torino. You're in Turin. Crazy, bro. Madness. Good thing I'm not a Juventus fan. Yeah, good, good thing, bro. Um, the only thing that I'm worried, like I'm not worried because I'm a. You sure? I'm not a Juve fan. I'm also not an, an Italian. As much as I do like enjoy watching this, the Serie A, it just it's troubling to see the level and the growth of youth players in the in the in the league. Because mm. as much as yeah, you you love to see the game, you love to see the sport. You also want to see the 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 youth grow, and you can see the biggest factor of that is the national team. They don't have any youth players that are like, "What's next? Who's coming up next?" Right now, they're in shambles because you know they don't have the quality anymore. Kiesa gets hurt and the whole team goes they're to looking for yeah. players that aren't even in their nation to kind of fill for Brazilians. that aren't aren't Brazil B team, bro. So <laughs> it's like, yes, I get it. Napoli are doing well. It's AC Milan, they all can doing well, but they don't perform in in, in Europe. In Europe, they're kind of competing with themselves in the, in the league. But when you're competing with yourselves and you don't have the Italian youth growth available and thriving in the league. At a certain point, the national team is going to drop. The league itself, the quality is going to drop. Who's going to want to play in the Serie A anymore? You know what I mean? And like next best, next thing's going to happen. The Portuguese league is not going to step up because look at the quality and level that comes out of the, Port- the Portuguese league. Yeah, a lot of talent, bro. A lot of talent comes out of it. And they and all go to Wolves. Not just the Portuguese <laughs> players, but any players that are actually playing in the league. You got Nunez. You got um, Diaz. A lot of players come out of the Portuguese league. A lot of young <laughs> it's talent. Really, yeah. It's really, it's really strong develop, develop developmental league for all nations, and they focus a lot on the Portuguese league because they, they love seeing the quality grow. And then, alone, look at the Portuguese league alone and the national team alone. Like, there's so many youth players playing everywhere. There's, I think, there's more Portuguese players playing abroad than Italian players. Oh no, for sure. And 100%. I think like the f- problem within Italy too is that a lot of the big teams, like if you look at the <laughs> the big the biggest teams in Italy of the last decade, they weren't really nurturing that young talent, like. Juventus was constantly focused on bringing in like middle-aged or older players that you know are in their prime or and just past their prime, just enough to compete, just in the to league. scrape by, just to compete in the you league know? and see like you know what, let's keep the fans happy. But as long as we're winning the league, that's all that matters. Because that's the same thing the way yeah. Juve is probably ownership is thinking right now. Mm-hmm. Let's get a couple players. If Di Maria, old, your Maria. Pogba, like players that are kind of big names, but they're not like you know they're there for a season. They're there for like one or two seasons, and then they're just gonna kind of. Decline rapidly. It's a, it's the right? same thing when they received Ronaldo. They didn't. They yeah. Okay, we hope to win Champions League, but as long as they win the league, as long as they make sales, as long as the money's coming into the pockets of the, the ownership. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care about the growth. They don't it's, care about yeah. thing. They'd rather send out these players on loan, and then and just see keep what and get yeah. the other players coming in, whatever. It's it's sad to say, but like, I think at this point Juventus is more of a marketing firm than a football team. Yeah, I mean, just just one big PR project. And it tell you, I'm telling you guys, it started as soon as they switched the logo from that nice <laughs> classic Juventus logo to the J. Done. It's all marketing. Done. It's business. With that being said, who's your coach? Pink being who's, us. Who's being sacked <laughs> first? It's not Allegri to me because, again, like for all this, all the stuff you're hearing about, he there's a plan behind him. At the same time, I don't think the ownership is really cares to drop him. As long as they can make the UEFA fans happy, maybe get someone in January and be like, oh, this is the next guy to help us out. Or just make excuses saying, oh, we have all these injuries, we're dealing with all this stuff. On paper, yeah, besides Chiesa, besides Pogba, besides Di Maria, that team is really... You have Vlahovic, who now is looking kind of... Vlahovic, to me, he can't do anything by himself. Yeah, you see He's a target str- man. He's struggling right now without any kind of service, and he's looking disinterested, and it's like... You know how long is a, is you know a, a young budding talent like that gonna gonna stick around yeah, without stick any around service? for like a year or two? Then the, you know oh, if he yeah, can't score sure. as many goals as he wants to score, he'll kick rocks. He, he has the similar kind of attributes as a player like Haaland. He likes to be in the box. Mm-hmm. He likes to run into space. He's able to do that, and he has the legs for it. Yeah, has the hit, has a shot. Yeah, but same thing as Haaland. If no one's giving you service, 
I'm yeah. sure if 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 uh, what's his name, Vlahovic is in Highland spot right now. The guy's probably scoring every single week. He's weekend. scoring, yeah. He's probably scoring a good amount you of goals. I mean? but Put the players around him to score the yeah. goals. But if you have McKinney sending you through balls, if you have Paredes on the ground half the time, and yeah. then you have Quadrado and um, who's playing left? Kostic, Kostic just thro- throwing balls in, and That's it's, what it's, uh, it's 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 not the football that is expected for a player like at his level to be playing with. So I don't know. I just feel like. U of A is, is more of a business-minded team where they don't care really about the fans too much. So I think he's safe. And then, to me, I honestly think Brendan Rodgers might be the one to go out soon, right, yeah. right away. That's one a, point. a safe pick, man. One point. That's not enough points, man. One point is kind of embarrassing. It's kind of mad, it's bro. very embarrassing. And, like, it's not that he has a bad team. He has a decent side. I just think the... He's got Jamie Vardy. They, they didn't really make signings this summer either to kind of, like, build up onto that. They, re-signed, they yeah. re-signed Tillemans. Vardy's aging. They Vardy's need, they need a replacement. Their best yeah. defender They left. need a replacement. Fofana left. Their keeper left. The keeper has been a huge... Schmeichel left Schmeichel too. went to Nice, and they brought in who's Danny Ward. Yeah, Danny this Ward. This guy is... Oh Holy smokes. Well, he's he's terrible. Like, was he Newcastle's like bench goalie? He's literally terrible. He's transparent. Well, who, I, I forgot what he played for, but... He is terrible. I swear some of those goals... He's he probably like the worst like starting keeper I've seen like in a top five league. In the Seriously. Best, he's in the best league. Seriously, like in the top five leagues, I think he's like the worst keeper at starting. Yeah, I'd rather have that Dortmund keeper that came from the third division than this Jeez. guy. Jeez, <laughs> terrible. I just, I just don't think that's that's good enough for a team that's always been consistent in the last ten years. Yeah, Not 10 years, sorry, they've always been mid. Years, you know, good they've been years, consistent, yeah. and they've been able to come up and get, beat like these top up top uh, top level teams and stuff and whatnot. But at this point, it's just like if you're not gonna, maybe he's not getting the funding to get signings done. Maybe Brendan Rodgers has his own look in the team. Yeah. Wants him to have his own team already built for him. Uh, he looks disinterested too. Yeah, there. The Leicester was always a team that, like you know, if you're looking at your your schedule, you're like, oh fuck, we got to play Leicester next week. You know what I mean? It's, they're always going to give you a tough game. Now it's like, oh, we're playing Leicester this week. Like, how many are we going to score? Yeah, how many are going to pop by them. For you know, well from let's Grace, work, man. Let's work on that goal difference. You know, like, I don't <laughs> even think I don't think Vardy has scored yet either. So even, even energy even drinks are catching up to him, man. Even uh, Madison up, has fallen off heavy. Not even getting yeah, called up. No, Madison's still the best player there. Yeah, but he's no Tillemans is the best. It's player. not saying much, but yeah, mm. he's fallen off quite a bit. But besides yeah, that, bit. they have the team, the players for it, and he's just not performing as a manager. So that's my show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, who's gonna get fired first? Let us know in the comments. We'll see, right? But um, just going back quick to the young talents kind of discussion. You guys think out of the top five leagues? Serie has the worst when it comes to producing and like nurturing their own homegrown talent. I'm gonna say yes, hundred percent. I have to say yes because the Serie mindset is still stuck in the '90s, where it's like defensori, defensori. They want to build up these like strong, sturdy defenders, but like football <laughs> is an attacking game. Nowadays. You gotta build natural talent. Nowadays. Like look at uh, look at Chiesa. He's probably the most promising talent, and he's an attacker. He's like Twenty-five. Yeah, but like. From recent like, like growth, like he's the one that yeah. kind of like got into the spotlight, was hundred million rated, um, and they're just not building players like that. Like they're trying to big up like Wilfred Gonotto, but like he went to Leeds. Is he playing? What's no, he doing? Man. Couldn't tell. Maybe playing a one-two minute, Barely, maybe three, yeah. maybe four. You but know, you had Zaniolo, who's quite talented as well. But eh, even Zaniolo, like as as ridiculously talented as he is, is he fading into the abyss? A little bit. Yeah. And I hate it. I hate it because Italian football is so historic. It's so beautiful. The clubs are so amazing. But they're, so they're, 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 in, they're in the past. They're in the past and I hate it. You know who's in the future? The bloody Premier League. They're not even in the present. They're in the bloody future. Mm. So you think the Prem's the best when it comes to like producing their own? No, 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 no. The best in terms of producing That's what I'm talent within the league is League Un. Yes. League Un. Yeah. Produces ballers. Mm. And you know what's crazy to me? The fact that that's a one-team league and they still produce that much talent is crazy. They produce a lot of talent. Not not even PSG. It's every other team. And it's not PSG. PSG produces a lot of talent too. But the thing is they get to like, you know, around that first team where they're kind of Mm. in the pecking order. Then they realize, okay, I got to skedaddle. Yeah. They leave, but then they're still so talented that they're able to kind of prove themselves elsewhere. And then, you know, maybe eventually they come back. Or they go to another team within the league and they get that time to shine. But, you know, a lot of teams in that those that league, like, you know, even the teams in the bottom half of the table, mm-hmm. they'll produce just like, you know, ballers. And, you know, they have like one, you know, half decent season in the Liga. And then, you know, teams with good scouting in La Liga or Bundesliga will snap them up. And then next thing you know, they're 
they're a budding talent. League you know? unproduces sixty to eighty million dollar talents like it's a bloody Twinkie factory. Yeah, like, it's fucking mad. They're pumping out these talents. Yeah, it's a lot and, of Twinkies. And man. they're coming. Who's filling them? They're up? coming from Stade Rene. <laughs> yeah. Like Usman Dembele and Kamavinga. Kamavinga, yeah. They're coming from um, Los Lille. Los Lille, Monaco. Like, who did Los Lille produce? They produce Ossiman. Ossiman, Joe David. Mm-hmm. Another one, Lopez. Jonathan David. Renato Sanchez. Where did Leal well. come from? Did Leal, Leal come? came from Lille as there well. There you bloody go. Jonathan David to Man United in January. Origi. Origi Before came he from was there nice. as well, you know. Before he, Sanchez he had his nice. come up from there as well. So yeah. a lot yeah. Hazard of talent, was one of the first. Team. Hazard as well, earlier this uh, it's early 2010s. It's because, you know. The, the the France FA they see the vision they see Mbappe come up from the Monaco Academy and just splash onto the scene yeah. and all the other clubs are seeing it too and they're like let, let let us produce our own balls and we're gonna make a profit off them well even to even Hugo the guy that went to PSG came yeah. from Stade de Rheim mm-hmm. thirty five mil for a club you know that just you know stuck stuck their toes in Liga a little bit sold off their <sighs> their budding young talent to PSG then all of a sudden now their their wage bill is funded for for, for decades to come, but it's it's mad too because the, you can really see the fruit of this by just looking at that France national team. Yeah, The amount of talent, the amount of depth that they have in every position, and it's not even just the first team. You know what I mean? If you look at the under-23s, the under-21s, every single age group when it comes to France football, budding talent all over the bloody pitch, man. And it all starts from Liga. all starts from Liga, and they're focusing the youth. Like Jay mentioned, though, it comes down to... The, like the the head of the league and the head of like France football or like yeah. Italian football or English football, because end of the day, the biggest prize possession of your league and your nation is the national team. Yeah. You want to see the national team be the best, because that's like the biggest like bragging point. We won the World Cup. It shows how your ball your players are ballers, right? Yeah. Our whole France your team, like it, it kind of like as much as the full France team doesn't really have as many France players, but you can say yes, we developed these players from the French league. You know what I mean? So they become French after. It comes down to it. It comes down to the national team too, and even like the Spanish league. Their their whole league is to me is like so Spanish driven. They have all the quality. Even having teams like um, Bilbao or Sociedad, where they only have Spanish players from that region, right? Like that helps grow the national team alone. Yeah. When it comes down to teams like in Serie A, like I feel like maybe one or two Italian players that are playing in the top six teams. I think when we were, we were talking about this, I think on the stream, me and Dan, like if you're looking at like, the top teams in in Italy, like they don't have like a like a core of talented Italian players yeah, yeah, like on any team. Like they might have one or two. Like you look at you know Milan, they have Tonali, right? Milan, yeah, Inter have Barella and Bastoni. You know Juve have Chiesa. Yeah, like that's players that you are know? that's players that are already implemented into. It's the really team only Roma. Here that have like a good core of, you know, Italian players that are kind of in their prime or, or starting to enter that prime with Pellegrini, Zaniolo, Spinazzola, Belotti. Like they have kind of, I guess, the biggest core of Italian players. But even then, it's not like the same as like when you look at those Spanish teams, when Spain was at their peak, that whole core came from Madrid and Barca. Barca. You know what I mean? Like Germany, when they're at their peak, their whole core was coming from Bayern and Dortmund. It's like when, you're, when the teams within the league are producing good German, good Italian, good talent from that nation mm-hmm. is when your Germany nation too. is going to be just you know at at its at its peak. But right now, Italy is kind of struggling because they're kind of picking players from from all over the place, and there's not that camaraderie. You know what I mean? They had that good run in the Euros, but was that more kind of you know flash in the pan? You know, like they had a good run, they had a good gaffer. You know, a few players stepped up when they needed it, but is that going to be consistent to kind of dominate? The thing is, like that's also due to the fact that like there's not a lot of talent coming out of Italy right now, right? Like, Italy's kind of, like, on a downhill kind of... But that starts the club kind of phase, right? What, led, what led to the downfall? Because you can even see, speaking in the Bundesliga, like, there's German quality has always been so strong because the league focuses on its players that are grown in quality. And if you have the best players in the league, yes, you're going to be the best team. At the same time, develop those players and you can compete in the most competitive league in the world, though you're Champions League or not. In the Premier League... They have those rules where you have to have so many players in your national nas- mm-hmm. players in your team, and they have a better academy system than a lot of nations. I think, to be honest, the Premier League, and even set like La Liga too. Like I mentioned, they have these teams that are creating talent from home. Mm-hmm. So the biggest, I don't know what the downfall of the Serie A was or could have been, but I feel like the Serie A is like just recovering into like this. They're recovering their. <clears throat> 
youth and academy development right now. I As think Jay said it the best. Since they're still in the past. Yeah, since they're since they don't have the players to really use and call and play like, like Italian players, they have to look elsewhere because you have to compete. You still have to win. Yeah, you can't just be, you know, pick up Italian players here just to play the game and have to. You're kind of just buying players for cheap that are going from somewhere else. A lot of players coming from different leagues too, but you're kind of just picking up whatever to kind of fill up in the the, the 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 positions that you have available. Yeah, you know what I mean, look look at uh, Napoli Cavada. Like he came from um, Russia. Russia for almost nothing, but who knew who's who's a quality talent like that, right? Good for the great signing. People like that, ball, you know what I mean? Good like, scouts, yeah. good scouts and everything, but they just don't. There's not much available in Serie A right within now. the actual country. It's like you're 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 having to send your scouts to Russia. You're sending your scouts all over the place just to sign, you know, quality young players. You know, I think too is that the national team and the league itself, when they do see one or two players that are quality. The hype is way too big, too early. And that's why sometimes you see the players kind of like get into their own head. Sometimes more England, yeah. They don't have the mentality. They just kind of fall through, and then they don't really become the high potential that is expected of them. Because right now, like the high players you're talking about right now, Tonali, Pellegrini, Chiesa, B- Barella, Barella, they're already in the national team. They're really yep. implemented. Well, who's next? You know what I mean? Couldn't tell you. Who's next? Yep. Yeah, you gotta give these. Donnarumma, who's you gotta, next? You gotta That's give it. these young guys yeah. time and talents. They're gonna mess up, no matter what. Look, you, you didn't think Pedri and Gavi were gonna be good. They but, came up, yeah. But you give them time. You give them, you know, game time, crucial game time. Yeah. Starting minutes, like yeah. they got minutes. Yeah, That's like, how they learn. Like with any young player, you need minutes to be able to perform, right? Exactly. You don't see many, many loans out as you see in the city. I think. Yeah. But no, but maybe. again, if you you just expect those youth players to really step up and perform, but it's just hard when you don't ha- give them the opportunities that they're giving to them. Because you know what I mean, the city has gone to the level where it's, it tries to be so competitive within its within its own league that they'll pick up whoever, play whoever else, and has the, the quality of talent that they have coming out of the academies. So it's sad, it's sad, but it's uh, tough. <laughs> I I think we can all agree with Jay that Liga is probably the best. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. Know, I'd say youth factory. Youth player factory. Yeah, <laughs> that's also like due to the fact how well like the France national team does, right? Yeah, like they're in that kind of like good cycle right now. Whereas like someone like Italy's, they're kind of on a bad cycle, right? It just yeah. just looking at that right now, like France is good right now. They're gonna be good for the next five years with the players they have now. Be good for and the then now you start implementing Kamavinga. You start implementing too many to replace the players they have now. And then who's next? Like they they're, always, they're already looking at the future. There's now. already players that can be replaced right now with the quality of youth that they have already. And I mean, you can make a full. France team of that are not, not starting players right now of like youth quality starters. Even like the France B team would be like that's what I'm saying. Be like most yeah. good like, teams. Get right? Manyan back there. You got Fofana. You got um, Saliba. Saliba. Saliba yeah. You got great fullbacks. I'm I'm sure there's big names out there. Kamavinga, Chomeni, Mendy, Mendy, whatever. You have quality a B team. <laughs> and Thanks. the thing is that what what the what the what the Italy team right now. I just don't know what they're options are can we name you can't even name young players from that from italy you can name player young players from france young players from england young players from spain but name me five young players from up-and-coming players in italy like good ones yeah you know what i mean not really on like too many on display right? right so ladies and gentlemen i'd like to interrupt this podcast to bring you a special message the football season is back in full swing and with that said New memories are being created, greatness is being formed, and new heroes are being remembered forever. And that means an all-new Footy Fresh pack. Let me highlight some of my favorites from the pack. We got Wayne Rooney, Manchester United legend, created so many fans globally, one of the best. Arsenal is back in form, baby. And who else but their GOAT, Thierry Henry. Perfect for the bloody Gunner fans. We got Xavi Hernandez. Now at the helmet, Barca? But how about we throw it back to his playing days? Ah, that Spanish flair. Speaking of Spanish flair, the king of Real Madrid. This guy has been killing it. Ballon d'Or loading? A brand new trophy for your vehicle. Toss it in and get the whole collection at thefootyculture.com before they sell out. Get them now. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Over the weekend, we had the Madrid Derby. 
for young talent was definitely on show. Yeah. Oh, even Brazil. You didn't mention Brazil. As much as the league isn't really as recognizable as it is today because it isn't but Europe. Still it's not Champions League. Churning. But the Brazilian league will always continue performing, creating quality players because they only play Brazilian players. Country of football, bro. You have to. You know what I mean? Like, Fuchibal. As much as, even if the Brazil were to be a top, top league, I feel like they'll still, they'll still, they'll still continue to develop on their, their youth players. So that's I mean? the culture, bro. That's the culture. You want the next best thing. And then as much as you can get those players to go out and play abroad, go ahead. Become the next best thing. But we know that back at the end of the day, they'll always be thanking their homegrown club for the players there today. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Neymar still celebrates Santos. Like, he's been there yesterday. Yeah. Lados, bro. So, they respect them. They love it. So, I'm going to go back to the <laughs> But yeah, going back to young talents. A lot of young talent on show at that uh, Madrid Derby. Man, like... Uh, Chuameni, beautiful assist to Rodrigo. Yep. Even uh, Vinny, a little, you know, a little baila, baila. I was looking for you in the corner there, dancing with Vinny, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? But what Where a, you, what a banger, too. What a one. Fan, bro. Don't do me like that. No, you know what? I want to highlight that one young talent you just mentioned. <laughs> Chuameni? No. Rodrigo? Vinicius Jr. Global superstar. Absolute, like, mammoth of a footballer. Founder reporting like, IMO. It, like, uh, like seeing up how the de- events have developed revolving him the past week or two, you really see how big of a footballer he is. He's massive. But to highlight that, for a lot of people that don't know, Vinny this past week or two has been getting ridiculed simply for dancing when he celebrates goals. And I want to talk about that. That's First crazy. of all, that's incredibly like racist because the people like where most of the complaints were coming from was actually like Atletico Madrid radio personnel. Yeah, one of the superstars of their team, Griezmann, loves celebrating by dancing and that's, nothing. That's his thing. Second, the people that are complaining about Vinny dancing or even Neymar celebrating like that, which you got a yellow card for, do you love the game? Don't think so. Like, do you, like, are you obsessed with boring football? <laughs> like, when you're growing up, learning the game, watching the game, like, are you excited when a player scores and he goes like this? Bro, so same people, like, same people that say, oh, game's too robotic nowadays, mate. Same people, bro. Like, well. the, the game, like, they want the game to be robotic. Like, the, the reason a lot of us fell in love with the game is watching Ronaldinho. Dino, those Joga exactly. Benito commercials where they're dancing, <laughs> having fun, <laughs> singing, having an absolute good time, being with their teammates, loving, like, just being a part of that camaraderie. And I guarantee the people that are complaining about um, Vinny dancing or Drigo dancing, whatever grew up idolizing Ronaldinho 100%. guaranteed which is like it's so hypocritical it's absolutely disgusting I hate it like it just comes down to do you actually love the beauty of the game because my answer for these people that are complaining about Vinny is no and start loving the game tell them tell them mic, 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 mic drop tell them how you feel <laughs> the, no, only, the only thing is like you're mentioning is like <laughs> the same people who are don't enjoy the dancing and the it's Atletico Madrid fans. Like, are the ones that are losing. <laughs> look at the look at the sport. Look at the football you watch it's every single weekend. Football. It's terrible football. <laughs> the reason why they're, they're 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 saying this now is because they don't see it from Griezmann anymore. He's not dancing because he's not scoring. <laughs> he's not playing, bro. He's barely he's getting thirty minutes, Man. bro. So yeah, you know I mean, like, how can you say it's disrespectful that a guy dances? Let the man do whatever he wants to do. If it's not, you know, disrespectful, doesn't take his shirt off, bro. Do whatever you want. Look what Papi's gummies. He did a line. <laughs> he used to scare people doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what makes football fun too. You know those. You you remember those celebrations? You remember those? You know the Rooney when he scored that bicycle, the, the flick. He goes like this. Yeah. You know, sounds like that. You remember those celebrations? Yeah. And those are things that made football so beautiful. So, whoever thinks that's disrespectful. I did want to check see, yourself. I did want to see a goal from Vinny, but he hit the post that one particular. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Valverde knocked it in. Yeah. Yo, Valverde though. Valverde's a guy. has been on bro. a demon time right now. Mad one, man. Great form, bro. Holy smokes. So many played great game, even though he went for how much was he? 60, 70? Like 80 mil? 80? Something like that. Worth it. Worth, Worth every it. penny, man. Yeah, for even sure. Even getting Kamaving um, off the bench, he went for nothing as well. Yeah. So he's still a quality player. He still has a lot to grow, but Chumani went to that close club and he slotted right in. Slotted right in. Casemiro not even missed so far. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Which is insane to say, like a player that. Was like you know, the foundation integral. and integral to that midfield, and you know, winning five Champions League, you can find someone that just slots right in. Obviously, it's still very early days; they haven't won anything yet. But For it sure. seems like they've found but a very, very, very good piece, and their midfield looks like it's well on the way to kind of 
being able to dominate for I, another decade. I, I hate to say it, but Florentino Don Perez yeah. built such a likable team. Yeah. Yeah. It's they are, they're Madrid are such team. a likable yeah. team. Are you a Madrid fan? No. You sure? <laughs> yeah. He respects them, though. Not but even like a little bit. No. He respects them. Not even like a little bit. No, not like, even a little bit. I, want, I actually wanted Vinny to score because I wanted him to dance because I wanted him to show the haters that this is my heritage. Mm. And something I love to see pretty much the whole football world like came like together behind him and supported him well yeah man at the end of the day we on everyone it's like that one bad apple right yeah is always gonna come out and say something ridiculous and stupid but the rest of the football community understands and knows what it means to celebrate like that it's a big game it's ridiculous I'm not gonna celebrate there was also like racial undertone behind it because the guy's like he's dancing like a monkey like yeah that's that's crazy there's no reason to and say any of that stuff. And supposedly, I think Matt was saying that there was like chance. Yeah, there was chance, chance out, the outside game. the stadium, bro. Like someone's like had like a black face, like like puppet, know, puppet, right? Like which which makes sense, bro. Which which makes no sense to me because you also have black players on Atletico Madrid. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. starting lineup, foolishness, bro. Like Even imagine you're uh, who was it was Condogbia? Condogbia. Yeah, imagine like he's seeing all that as mm-hmm. an Atletico Madrid player, like. You're going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, you won't want to play for your team. And, like, the craziest thing, too, is that Atleti, like, it's been, what, more than 24 hours after the game? No statement about like, all the racism going on outside the stadium, the league, in the stadium, chanting at Vini. Nothing. No statement. The league should also make some decisions with regards to that, all that information. Now, that's what they've seen. If it were for me, like, I'd be like, no Atletico Madrid fans in the next 10 away games. Yeah. No other thing about your fans in the next 10 away games. At the end of the day, they don't want to say anything because it looks bad on them. Yeah. And well, end of the day. If they do that, yeah. like from they a business point of view, they're, they're screwing themselves. Racist. Yeah. I think Real Madrid is not going to make fun, you know, talk shit about themselves. And no, but, and but even then, like just to put out a statement like saying, like, I know. oh, I mean, we don't condemn racism. Yeah, we don't condemn yeah, that. Don't, a like gentleman that. definitely would do that, you know, live up to, you know, what happened. But I don't know. That's Atletico Madrid. Because the thing is, like, Barca, like, they had, like, this, like, famous, um, what's, uh, like, what do you call, like, the bad supporters again? What was it? Ultras. Ultras, yeah. Like, Barca had, like, a famous ultras called the Boishos Noise. They got banned from the stadium. Madrid, same thing. They got banned. But Atleti, ultras, they're not banned yet. There's one thing in common. Those are two world-class teams. Atletico Madrid are poo-poo. But still, though. They, Barca and Madrid respect their image. We have class. These are teams that have Respect class. Image, we've we've seen so many stuff for many years from Atletico Madrid fans. Even even, the, even, even the, when CR seven was there, like this, yeah, this the, the, stuff. even the manager, even Simeone, celebrating like doing this shit. Yeah, like, yeah, that's something that should be like you don't fucking. Yeah, do the, their club culture is built on like being shit obnoxious, being toxic. Like, yeah, they're a very toxic club. You can just get it from the signings they have as well. Hermoso, Felipe, like like these players very on toxic the team, like players, you know, like yeah. those guys probably like just. I don't know. Very toxic, toxic culture there. Yeah, but no. Respects to Vinny. My support, my love to him. Rodrigo stepped and up. Eh? Rodrigo, you know, scored for him. The baller, up. bro. And then wasn't available. He stepped up. They ended up dancing, anyways. Yeah, and they had a great time. Rodrigo should leave that club. Like, like we said before, you, when you're a youngster, you need consistent minutes. And we've been seeing he's been playing. He's been performing. He scores. We yeah. saw it in the CL last season, bro. Like. Get this guy to a team where he's gonna play consistently. Where's he? Where's he gonna go? And he'll perform. Maybe somewhere like Liverpool. No. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Why not? I don't think he's ready for that. Yet. Arsenal. Arsenal. Why not? I don't think he's take ready off, for. Take off Saka. I think I maybe Arsenal. Yeah. Guys been doo doo recently. Play consistent player to that, but it's good front line of Brazilians. <laughs> there you go. Arsenal's gonna be Brazil soon. Yeah, yeah. bro. <laughs> talent man. There's a lot of Brazilian talent, so why not? You know, load up. Right. No. At the end of the day, Rodrigo is just like Chuamani Kamavinga to Madrid. The future, so at the same time you go, you have Alverde playing really good football as a like uh, outside midfielder, like false winger, right, right mid. Center. Yeah, they're playing really well. So I mean, if it doesn't hurt, if it's not broken, don't fix it, type of thing, right? Yeah. And right. the thing is, it's it's good that Rodrigo keeps performing in the top as he has, and then you know, Ancelotti can be like, you know what, like we can start playing you more consistently. It just in the right moments that I'm sure he'll get them, and you can everyone knows that Rodrigo's a quality footballer. I'm sure, surely like. Oh, what's his name again? Ancelotti? No. The midfielder. Valverde? Valverde. At the end of the day, in the future, he's not going to be a winger. His role is to be in the midfielder with Chouameni and Camavinga. So you're going to see Rodrigo on the right soon. 
Maybe just, it's just it's just a matter of time. Unless Madrid buys it's, someone, it's just unfortunate that sure. he's Brazilian. He's gonna have to get, be able to. He's gonna have to compete with a lot of players in the national team. A lot of Brazilian talent. right Oh now. yeah, no, he's not. He's not touching that national team ever. I think he'll be on in the a plane. while. He'll in be a on while. the plane. He'll, he'll be on yeah, the plane. He'll, he'll 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 be at Qatar. I think. You think he'll be at Qatar? Yeah. It's a 26-man uh, squad, so... Straight forwards. He'll be there. He'll be on the team. Yeah, I think so. I think he deserves it, but, you know, we'll see. But, yeah. But anyways, uh, over the weekend, Messi ended up scoring uh, for PSU 1-0. And this goal actually overtook CR and Pele for most non-penalty goals scored ever. So Messi has 672, CR 7, and Pele has 671. So Messi surpassed Ronaldo despite having a 150-game advantage. Do you guys think when it comes to, like, comparing stats, when it comes to goals, do you guys think, like, penalties should be, like, put, like, like that high up in terms of, like, no, no, comparing no, no. goals? You know, what they goals do? Goal. you know what they should do? You you give the goals. You show the goals. Yeah, yeah, okay. He still has the goals. But in brackets. Like asterisks? Ast- no, brackets. You yeah, put asterisk. pe- penalties or asterisks, whatever. Penalty goals in the side. So, How you know. of those goals were penalties? So, you can, see, you can see. Okay. You make your own opinion, basically. Yeah. Okay, I see you scored this goals, these many goals, but they scored. They both okay. scored a thousand goals. But I can see you scored a lot of penalties, so I'm gonna, you know, make my own, you know, statement and judgment off of that. So, I mean, at the end of the day, a goal's a goal. Yeah, penalties are obviously at the same time. The other argument is okay. How many of those were tap ins? How many of those were outside the box? How many of those were weak foot? Yeah, then you're gonna start weighing up every single yeah. goal they've ever scored. How many of them were outside of the box? How yeah. many of them was a worldy? How many of them was a weak foot? You know, and it's like where does it where does it kind of end? Yeah, no, how many of them were knockout games? Right. And yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure finals, you made the discussion before goals. too. I'm sure Matt, you made the discussion before. Like penalty, yeah, people can say it's easy, but it's still a high high pressure moment, situation situation. Yeah. You're expected to score the goals. You're putting more important pressure now. So as much as it is, you're saying, yeah, it's to tap in the goal, scoring a goal, whatever this, in play, penalties still deserve their their praise for, like, difficulty of execution. Even then, like, I think based off of stats, like XG, I think they say that penalty is 0.80. So you have an 80% chance. Yeah, no, it's definitely higher than... Uh, which yeah. is a yeah. lot higher than, right. like, any other shot. No, for sure. For the most part, yeah. on average, right? Yeah. But at the same time, how often do you get those pens? Not as frequently. Right? How often yeah, are if you in Madrid? Na- nowadays, if you're Madrid. How nowadays, often, how often are you to be the one to be taking those pens? You know what I mean? Why is you, have you, to, you have to consistently you prove to that you're able to score reason, the penalties, right? There's a so. reason why you're taking those pens to begin with. You're a finisher. Because yeah. you can do it. But so. I think that's that just further cements why Messi's he's the GOAT, man. The GOAT. I don't know, man. You don't know what? Ronaldo's not retired yet. He's still scoring goals. Yeah, so he's, what? he's scoring goals in Europa League. Is he scoring <laughs> goals, though? He's not scoring. He scored his first goal in the Europa League. <laughs> Penalty. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, bro. But yeah, I saw another crazy stat. Uh, so, De Bruyne actually equaled Steven Gerrard's Premier League assist total, which is 92, Jeez. in 287 fewer appearances. Holy smokes. You guys think De Bruyne's a better midfielder than Gerrard? 100%. Kevin De Bruyne is the best midfielder to play in the Premier League ever. Yeah? Over Vieira? Over VR, yes. Different really? profiles, but if I'm choosing a midfield, I'm choosing De Bruyne every day in the week. And I'll always say today's football is definitely the hardest football ever played. He does. So? He does. 100%. But then again, like you got to look at the fact that like who did De Bruyne have on his team compared to Gerard? But like, who is Gerard assisting? Okay, but at the same time, there's Fabio Barini, Andy Carroll. Yeah, a, like, who a, else? Right? Yeah, Fernando a, Torres, Luis Suarez. Ba- Ballers too. Towards the ladder. They had ladder. Ballers. End of the day. Yeah. End of the day. As there's a reason why Haaland is scoring all these goals because De Bruyne is putting them in front of him. And he's also in a super team as well. Yeah, but, but you, but you who's also... assisting the goals? But you also see the quality of these passes. When yeah. you think of De Bruyne, you don't think of him, okay, you know, he does assist. You think, wow, this guy's balls are crazy. Even Gerard too, bro. Yeah, yeah but when you think of De Bruyne, it's like this guy's like, his ball, he's known for having crazy balls. And, and Pause. Yeah. yeah. Pause. <laughs> But, but the you other, know? the other, you can look at it the other way too. It's like you're in if you're in a team full of creators, and you know you have how many hundred million pound wingers and how yeah. many budding young talents, but you're still the, the guy who's making the difference. You know exactly. what I mean? It's not Grealish who's in for hundred mil. It's not Foden, the little brat. It's not Mares. It's not Bernardo. It's not you know you can name you know a list of seven or eight players that are creative players that can be feeding Holland. It's it's consistently it's De Bruyne. And De even Bruyne. that, I and see, what's the stat you know? of De Bruyne assisting the assist, creating the play, starting yeah. the play? I'm sure he's there pretty frequently, man. He's he's a special, special player. You have a a full team of talent. Because even even someone like Jared, he he was in good teams. 
Yeah. You know, Vieta, like those, some of those Arsenal teams were, were ridiculous too. You know what I mean? Like all these players played in some, obviously some very, very stacked teams, but the fact that De Bruyne is playing in a stacked team, yes, but he's still putting up these kind of numbers when theoretically it should be more evenly distributed. That's what I'm saying. That's what was going, that was my point. Yeah, exactly. Right? I think it still has a kind of a, a counter argument to, to him being on a stacked team. Because, you know, if you're on a team where you're like, it's just like a one, it's like a two man show, the, you know, the, yeah. you're going to be, st- you're going to be padding the stats. But, you know, if you're on a team where you have, you know, 10 different attackers that can contribute, then all of a sudden you have to be consistently performing or else you might not even play. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. But where is the love for Frank Lampard? Mm. Why is no one saying Frank Lampard as their top midfielder? Frankie Lamps. The highest scoring a lot of Premier League midfielder of all time. I didn't hear any shouts here. I'm the only one shouting it. Lamps, man. No, a lot of people what, he's a three-time Frank. Premier League winner, no? A lot of people put Lampard as their best. Yeah, but I didn't hear it here. Well, I did not hear well, yeah, it here. We're talking about Gerard versus... De no, Bruyne. you That's said, why. is he the best Premier League midfielder? Didn't, didn't, he's, even, he's, mention, he's, didn't he's, even mention... Didn't even and mention and I am saying, put Frank Lampard in that conversation. Why? Top scoring Premier... He has over 180 Premier League goals, no? Stop that. That's a bloody lot. It's a lot of goals. It is a lot. And Chelsea was a buying club forever. And he stayed in that helm, right at that... Cam roll, and he put it to good use. Three-time Premier League winner, Champions League winner. So give my man his flowers. And what about Paul Bloody Skulls? Overrated. Skulls is he overrated though? Story merchant, the one like what, like where he was like in the forest with CR or something. Like, oh mate, I'll hit that tree. And guess what? And guess what? (laughs) What? Why didn't Michael Carrick have that story? Because he didn't do it. Why didn't and why didn't Anderson have that story? He didn't do it. Someone had to do it, and it was Paul. Someone's gotta be the story merchant, bro. Didn't didn't the Zinedine Zidane say Paul Scholes is the best midfielder you've seen? Okay, so and that's the Zinedine Zidane. That was before we saw De Bruyne. <laughs> <laughs> no, what if Zidane just doesn't know ball, bro? Yeah. He do- <laughs> he clearly he does because he's done it as a player and gaffer. Yeah, so he knows ball. That's true. He knows bloody ball. And I'm not going to let us sit down here and just nail down Kevin De Bruyne. I don't like it one bit. So you think Lampard's better than De Bruyne? I'm going to say yes. Why? Because I'm going to be different. What does he have over him? What? What does he have over him? Goals. Goals. That's one thing. What else? Okay, Kevin De Bruyne has assists over him. That's one thing. Who's a better dribbler? Frank Lampard. Eh, I don't think so. Lampard was techie. Who's quicker? Frank Lampard. No, he's not. Lampard can move. Okay, but he didn't need to be quicker. He's intelligent. De Bruyne, but he's still quick. Okay, but that doesn't make him a better footballer. It just makes him it just makes him faster. Okay, just, but just in terms of more, overall attributes, in terms of overall attributes, I say KDB. I'm not talking part. about attributes. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not. What are you talking about? I'm not. Anderson has more attributes than Nacho Monreal. Is he a better footballer? No. Anderson? Yeah. Anderson was a talented player. Midfielder? Does he? Have, and he had probably more attributes. Attributes you're talking about than Nacho Monreal. <laughs> so put some respect on his name. Okay, what's his accent though? <laughs> Frank Lampard. I'm picking him. Frank Lampard. You're just super saying fan. put some respect over his name, but you're not really putting anything. You know I just saying? did. Like, he has the goals. He has the Premier it. League titles. Goals. That's it. Goals win games. How many yeah. titles does De Bruyne have? Super team. <laughs> oh, and let me, Lampard let me, didn't have a good team. Me, he just no, said Lampard that, had a super team. Lampard, yeah. No, he didn't. Wasn't Lampard assisting Drogba? What? Yeah. One of the all-time Prem grades. Yeah. So okay, someone had to assist him. But no, let yeah, me, so let me talk about another player no one else mentioned. We're talking about midfielders, right? Premier League ones? Yeah. Not La Liga ones, Premier League ones? Yeah, yeah, brother. Eden Hazard. Winger. Midfielder. Winger. Nah, winger. A winger, nah, winger is a forward, midfielder. Forward, forward. He's a forward He was a left mid, not a, a left he's winger. A Stop, mid, it. Stop it. He's a forward he's a in my forward Stop it. Stop it. Nah, bro. Stop it. He was a midfielder. No, he no. was Yes, he was. Watch some football, bro. Nah. He was a left mid. He was a forward more than he was a midfielder. No, he was a left mid. He was a forward. Chelsea played a 4-2-3-1. Yeah, but Hazard was the free roam, so he did whatever. He was mainly the Thus, forward. Thus, a though. midfielder. He's doing whatever he wants. Nah. Just, oh, just because he's in the attacking third, he's an attacker? Yeah, that's kind of yeah. how it works. Midfielders touch the attacking third. Defenders touch the attacking third. Yeah, yeah but, but who's Hazard there was consistently Hazard there. Hazard was a midfielder. No, Hazard was ta- in the in the sixth. No, he in wasn't. The no, he wasn't. Hazard was a midfielder, and that's why Hazard's prime. Hazard's better than Kevin De Bruyne. So how come Hazard gets compared to Bale, Neymar, who are wingers or attackers? Ooh. Because 
because someone he's had to be compared, bro. Someone had to be compared. No, no but those, those are also the. So players. how come he doesn't get compared to midfielders? Those are the players of like his era, like when Hazard was kind no, of but coming are, up. Those it was are, Neymar, it was Bale. Who else bro, are you going to compare? Because the yeah. similar position, okay, you compare yeah, players com- in the similar I'm not position. Comparing Ronaldo to Carlos Puyol, you know, a defender. Oh, like, here we yeah, go. Like, what? No, I'm not going to stand for this. You compare Hazard was a midfielder. You don't compare Iniesta to Villa, bro. One's a striker. One's a mid. Via played on the wing. Yeah, makeshift. Makeshift. Because Messi was a striker. So? Where is he going to play? Still played wing. Okay. Forward. And Hazard played midfield. Hazard played on the wing. Yeah, middle wing. Like (laughs) Takashi 6'9". So put some respect on Hazard's name. Because Hazard Hazard is a better Premier League midfielder than Kevin DeBruyne. I thought you didn't read Hazard. Wait, 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 wait. You're, yeah, isn't isn't Kevin De Bruyne not a winger? I thought you didn't rate Hazard. What? I thought you didn't rate Hazard. I rate Premier League Hazard. This is one. What? No, it's called respect. What? It's called respect. Yeah? And in the Premier League, he was a bloody monster and he inspired a lot of kids. You said he wasn't. Did he inspire you? No. <laughs> Why? But that doesn't mean he wasn't goaded. Kevin De Bruyne doesn't inspire me. No? I don't dream of being Kevin De Bruyne. I dream of being Neymar Jr. You're a grown man, bro. You shouldn't, you shouldn't dream about being a footballer. Those dreams are long and gone, bro. Exactly. And as it's a better Premier League midfielder than Kevin DeBron, I'm stamping that. He's not a midfielder. I stamped you think it he's a midfielder. Huh? You think he's a midfielder? Never said that. No, so I'm do saying, think? do you? What do you think? Yeah. I think you could put him in the midfielder category. No way. You can. Oh you can. gosh. You can. you can. You can categorize no, him as so. a midfielder because, you know, he's played in the midfield. Okay. So? De Bruyne plays false nine. Is he a straight? Is he a forward? Where does he play more? If he plays there, he's not a forward. Yeah, but where does he play more? He's known as a midfielder. Yeah, Hazard is more more, more of a forward winger. Why? Because he was a left wing in FIFA. Because he is, was a forward. Hey, hey, hey. Is is Lille midfield Eden Hazard? Is Lille midfielder really as good as they say he is? The evolution of Chelsea midfielder Eden Hazard under Jose Mourinho. It's forward, bro. Chelsea and Belgium midfielder Eden Hazard poses for a photograph. Chelsea midfielder brilliantly breaks down why Eden Hazard is struggling around Madrid. <laughs> His main position is left winger. Midfield. Left mid. His left. main position is left uh, bench. What does that say there? That's well, mid. I can't see it there, yeah. but left winger. Okay, main left position. mid. Attacking midfielder. Other position. Attacking midfielder, <laughs> right winger, but main position, left winger. That Belgium? Therefore, he's a winger. Therefore, he's an attacker. In the Premier League, he was a midfielder. Transfer market, bro. That's a bougie ass. No, in the in the Premier League, he was a midfielder. They played William Mata Hazard as mids, and then the forward was bloody Diogo Costa. Diogo. So I'm gonna stamp that right now. I'm done with this debate. I'm done with it. Nah, bro, I'm done with your bullshit. You wildin', bro. You wildin'. I'm done with that debate. But I think a winger you'd you'd almost classify as a midfielder. Nah. In some Winger? senses. Yeah. Winger's an attacker, bro. Especially under under Mourinho. Nah. The wingers are getting up and down the pitch. They're like a midfielder. They're covering as much ground as a midfielder. They might start on the wing. They might be closest to the, to the wing, but they're still occupying that midfield space. No, no. Hey, put these put these phones away. I don't want to look gr- at grass when talking about a footy convo. <laughs> then what do you want to look at? What do you want to look at? The game. You clearly don't watch it, bro. <laughs> I was watching it when Hazard was playing in Chelsea in the Premier League. Bro, you didn't rate Hazard, so why would, why would you watch him? I didn't rate him, but I respected him. <laughs> so you watched him? What? So you watched him play. Wait, how is Hazard a, a forward if he had zero goals in a calendar year? Because he's he not good enough bench, to score, bro. Because he was a midfielder. No, he's, no, no, why <laughs> he's played more games on the wing than he has in the midfield. Wait, why, did, why, why, why am I still talking? I said I'm done with the debate. I stamped it. <laughs> okay, good for you. He okay. played more games on the wing than he did in the mid. No, I stamped it already. <laughs> okay. You guys agree in the chat? In the sorry, in the comments, let us know below. Um, is Hazard midfielder or a winger um, or a forward? Not anything about the De Bruyne <laughs> thing. I think the Bruyne is like twenty goals off of beating Gerrard's all-time goal scoring. Twenty goals, eh? That's like all career goals, career or career. He'll do it. How about Lamps? Lamps is like another forty, fifty. Yeah. How about Hazard's? Hazard didn't score a lot of goals because he's too busy playing midfield. Yeah. <laughs> doing what? Creating. De Bruyne what? has more assists. He's creating. Creating what? If he has more assists, De Bruyne. Dribbling. <laughs> what does dribbling Taking do to you? Taking players on. What does that do to you for you if gets you're not the, gets scoring? Gets the people going. Hazard, played, uh, er, Hazard scored 110 goals for Chelsea. See? You know how many assists he got? Uh, 92. A lot of assists. A lot of assists. It is, yeah. How many does especially from have? Especially from a midfielder. How many does Kingdom have? Kevin De Bruyne has like a nine. 
uh, 980-something goals. De Bruyne has 92 just in the prime. Yeah. It's from all those games at center forward, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So they're tied right now. Him and Hazard are tied for assists. There you go. And he's going to beat him. No, Hazard dipped early, man. Hazard dipped early. Let Hazard yeah. stay in the prem. It's not my fault. He left and now his Here, main position is left bench. This guy got 53 assists. How many Champions Leagues does De Bruyne have? 53 yeah, assists. Yeah, he's got on the bench. Bro. How many does he have? How many oh, does he have? Ceballos has more Champions League goals. <laughs> Champions League than him. 53 assists. Bro, the freaking uh, uh, Perguayan? Where is he? The, the striker for Mariano. Mariano. He oh. has more Champions he's League He's talented. He's, he's the Dominican best footballer to come out of Dominican. Oh, my Gosh. Um, <laughs> he has more assists than goals than Lille. See? By three, yeah. More assists than goals in Madrid. There you go. There's not much there, though. But Four. He's a creator. Oh creative God. winger, bro. <laughs> creative creative no. midfielder. One of the best of the generation, and uh, he'll definitely be remembered. We got we got to make a poll, bro. We'll, yeah, ma- we, we'll make a poll. We'll make a poll for that, for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's it's Hazard a winger of <laughs> That's it. Oh my gosh. Should we uh, end it off there? Yeah, I'm done here. <laughs> He's fed up. Frank right. Lampard, super fans, fed up. Boys, let us know in the chat. Is Hazard a winger slash attacker or a midfielder? Let us know. And uh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. And you know who we are? Be the culture. With the culture, baby. The, the culture. culture. And with that, yo. Peace. Bye. Deuces. He's ready to go home. Hazard biggest fan. He was like the biggest hazard eater. <laughs>